History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Ray Greats. He's a founder of a website called whyamihere.net.au. Hopefully uh, he's going to help us find out why we're here today. How you doing, Ray? Welcome to the program. Excellent. Thanks, Matt. Appreciate talking to you. Good to hear your voice. Now, we met recently at a Bible League fundraising dinner. We're at the same table and I introduced myself and you said, I think we're LinkedIn buddies, aren't we? Isn't it amazing how social media is bringing people together, hey? It's excellent, yes. <laughs> now, we're going to find out a bit, a bit about this website, whyamihere.net.au, shortly. But let's find out a bit about the man behind it first. Whereabouts were you born and raised? I was born in Albury, uh, just uh, on the border of New South Wales and Victoria. Uh, raised at a little town called Walla Walla, just north of Albury. Uh, raised in the Lutheran Church, and um, that was excellent in some ways because... I have never for one second of my life doubted God's existence, although once I left home at age 16 to go to university down in Melbourne, I must say I stopped going to church and sadly drifted right away from what I knew God wanted. But as I found out later on, it was really because I hadn't been born again. Uh, I guess I was wanting to please God, but I didn't have the life of God within me to do that. So that's really a very quick history. So tell us a bit about, uh, you worked for 10 years with the Australian Public Service in Canberra. Yes. Uh, what were you doing there? I was uh, mainly in charge of a section that was uh, conducting studies of the extent of foreign ownership and control of Australian industries and resources. Uh, and that was uh, a fascinating time, which included opportunities to prepare answers to parliamentary questions and learn how to play chess with words. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that that certainly is an art, isn't it, hey? It most certainly is. <laughs> now, at the age of 29, you were driving a car in a suburban street in Canberra one night and you had an encounter with God. Tell us what happened. Well, first of all, I guess what happened is that uh, God was on my case uh, because I had a couple of times prayed, I guess what we'd normally call a sinner's prayer, and expected my life to change but it didn't. And, um, but this particular night, God had began to corner me through a, an extremely pressured situation at work. And then I drove around to visit a lady I'd been keeping company with for about three years and uh, knocked on the door. She didn't let me in. Someone else was there. She said, it's all over. I walked out to my car, got in, and suddenly it all just became too much. And I just was driving and I, I began to weep. And suddenly I heard myself say these words. I said, God, my life's in a mess. I'm sick of running my life. How about you take over for a while? And just like a flash of lightning, my whole life changed. And God began to speak to me, and the most amazing things started to happen. And incidentally, I did ask him, um, what happened back earlier when I prayed those prayers and noticed that change happened? And the only understanding I had is that I hadn't come to repentance. 
Mm. Um, but he was on my case, and he actually saved me from almost certain death three times before I did finally commit my life to him. So I am just so wrapped in the grace of God that he would give me a chance. What a wonderful testimony. Uh, and how did your life change after your conversion experience? In every way. Uh, it was interesting because I got home, read my Bible after blowing the dust off it, and uh, <laughs> next day I got up early, read my Bible for two and a half hours, got into work a little bit late. Uh, normally I was first there and first out, quite a big section. I was uh, heading up and I sat down, started to work, and I felt suddenly people were looking at me and everyone would stop work. And I thought it was just because I came in later than usual and uh, kept going. And then the feeling intensified. I looked up and not only had everyone stopped work, they were standing in little groups talking to each other and looking at me. And finally, one of my staff walked over to the desk. He looked down and he said, Ray, what's happened to you? You look different. Oh, wow. And what did you say? <laughs> I can't remember the exact words, but I know it was along the lines of, I've been born again. I've become a disciple of Jesus. Oh, my goodness. That's bold. Good on you. Well, and from then, it was just the most extraordinary things happened, which we wouldn't have time to go through. But I, God challenged me to begin to witness for him. I put up posters, Christian posters, on a big blank concrete wall behind my desk. And suddenly, people came out of the woodwork from all over the place, acknowledging that they, too, were believers or coming, asking for prayer, for healing, or whatever it might have been. And it was just quite an extraordinary time. I've heard some people say that after they've been born again, it's like when they wake up in the, in the, the next day, all of a sudden the sun's brighter, the flowers are brighter, everything. You know, it's like you've got, you're looking at the world through, through new lenses. Um, well, it's interesting you should say that, Matt, because that's exactly what happened to me. The next morning when I woke up, I looked out the window of the flat that I had and honestly I said to myself, everything looks sharper and brighter the colors everything looks different wow see see that you know born again is a really a, a massive change in someone's life uh, a spiritual change a spiritual rebirth uh, so you know i mean for me i was 15 and it was so long ago now i can't remember how different things were from one day to the next but but for you, you were, you were at, you know, at 29, so it's a bit fresher in your memory. Uh, and, yes. and you had your wits about you at 29, you know, when you're 15, you know, <laughs> you're a bit yeah. more impressionable, I guess. But so, you know, you, you really had that spiritual change of, of your, your sight and your, 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 uh, your thought processes. And, you know, it was a literal born-again experience uh, spiritually, physically, in every way, hey? In every way, mm. yes. And I just love the Lord so much, I can't express it. He, mm. His grace is just extraordinary. I, I understand after that you moved to Brisbane, uh, be, became a part of a Assemblies of God Church, and ended up being the right-hand man to the senior pastor. What, what was that like? Well, that was an interesting episode too, because I came to a point where, well, I mean, first of all, it was quite a journey for me being raised in the Lutheran Church. To I started to mix with people from other streams, and I started to hear about experiences people had that I'd never heard about in the church I'd been going to. And uh, so I came into being baptized in the Holy Spirit, being baptized in water as a believer. And then uh, a number of extraordinary things happened over a period of about three months where I felt that God was saying to me that he wanted me to leave Canberra, leave the public service, and leave the Lutheran Church to go to Brisbane to an Assemblies of God church, which at the time was called Glad Tidings Tabernacle, 
uh, to be the practical right-hand man to the senior pastor. Well, back in those days, there was no such thing as the internet, and so I didn't know anyone there that I knew of. Uh, I didn't wasn't prepared to phone them and ask if they had some position. I didn't even know what the position was. But when I decided to pack up everything in my car, resigned, headed up there, and found out that about three months earlier, the board of the church had decided to appoint a full-time administrator. But they were looking for someone, and they didn't feel the person was there already, so they were praying that God would send them an administrator. That's like the Book of Acts kind of stuff, mate. Oh, it was fascinating. It was exciting, while also being a bit nerve-wrangling at times. <laughs> so you were involved in that church, which is now Hope Centre International with Pastor Wayne Alcorn. Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, one of the largest churches in uh, in Queensland and, you know, very influential church. So so you're a right-hand man to the pastor there for many years. And and I understand you ended up lecturing in Bible college for uh, over 18 years. Uh, what, what was your, your specialty you, you lectured in? Well, I... That was interesting, too, because I've never actually myself completed a theology or a Bible college degree. But it was the principal of a Bible college who had an unusual gift. He invited me to become a part-time lecturer while I was still a student. And uh, some years later, I said to him, why did you do that? He said, God has given me the ability to see the giftings in people. And I thought, wow, if I can do that for other people and see the giftings of God in them, then I'd be a happy man. Mm. And what college was that? Uh, that was Garden City School of Ministries, operating out of the Garden City Christian Church in our Hillsong. Wow, there you go. So you were there for 18 years, and uh, you obviously had a passion uh, to uh, to teach the Word of God, but you also uh, ran your own business for, the, uh, for 25 years. What kind of work were you doing? I was employed for a period of time, apart from being in the public service, I ran my own business. I was a computer systems developer, uh, developing database systems for some major companies and government organizations. And from there, I moved into uh, running my own business as a mortgage finance introducer, just helping people arrange home loans, investment property loans. And that's currently what I'm doing uh, to support us while pursuing my parallel passion, which is to help people become all that God wants them to become. Now, that's my big question I've been waiting to ask you. So your website is whyamihere.net.au. So here's my, here's my awesome journalistic uh, experience coming out here. Here's my big question for you, Ray. Why am I here? Well, I like to track it back a number of ways. And very quickly, I love the fact that when the Apostle Paul, also known as Saul, was on the road to Damascus and intercepted by Jesus, he asked what I regard as the two big questions of life. He said, who are you, Lord? And he said, what should I do, Lord? And so the second question is interesting because Jesus' answer was, go into Damascus, there it will be told you all that you have been assigned to do. And I came to the realization that it wasn't just Bible heroes that God had assignments for. He has assignments for every single one of his children. And so I encourage people to ask these two big questions of life. Do you know Jesus as your Savior and Lord? If you do, then the next question, what would you have me do, Lord? What are the assignments you have for me? And so I have found processes and life mapping exercises I've developed to help people explore this. Because the exciting thing is, I think, the clues to our calling are actually written into our life and into our life history. But often we don't realize that or appreciate it, or we don't know how to actually begin to map our life and look for patterns. 
So that's really what I focus on doing now to help people discover the call of God and know how to outwork it. I love this website too because uh, it has uh, a spiritual gifts test on there. I've done this a number of times over the years and I find I change a little bit each time I do it. Uh, there are many and varied kinds of spiritual gifts tests, but just want to explain to our listeners, for those who, who may want, have never have done one, how do they work? Well, what I, the reason I developed my own analysis uh, is because I've tried a couple myself. In fact, it was interesting. The first time I got an idea of what my calling was was when I did a spiritual gifts exercise while at Garden City Christian Church, and when I looked at the, you have to rate a lot of questions, rate yourself, how you respond to it, carry the results through to the end. Um, and then it gives you sort of a ranked listing of, of your spiritual gifts. When I did this exercise, first time in my life I'd ever done it, right at the top of the list was teaching. Now, if you'd asked me before I did the exercise, did I have a gift of teaching? I would have thought of something like school teaching or whatever. And I guess I wasn't that interested. But the moment I saw that, I said, God, if that's what you've created me for, show me how to develop this gifting and how to find expression for it. And the most extraordinary thing started to open up, including what I mentioned earlier about the principal of a Bible college asking me to become a part-time lecturer while I'm still a student there. <laughs> Just miracles can happen when we align ourselves with God's purposes. You've also got lots of great resources available at the website. Uh, for example, the uh, Connected to God questionnaire. Tell us about that one. I guess one of the things that I have really focused on is trying to measure things because I think sometimes, particularly in church life, we receive a lot of input, but there may not be quite the same opportunity to, for people to assess what they've picked up from it, what they've applied in their life. And so... I've got a questionnaire which poses 21 real-world theological statements and asks people to tick whether or not they think it's true and they could explain why, or it's false and they could explain why, or they're unsure. And as I have used this questionnaire amongst mature believers, uh, it's been quite interesting because the average correct answers across 96 people I've done this with is only 55%. And so... Even in the basics of the faith, I think there can be sometimes some uncertainties or maybe confusion. But if we don't measure what people know, we can't assess their competence to make disciples. I just think it's uh, such an important website because so many people don't know why they're here. They don't know their spiritual gifts. They don't know their calling. Uh, they don't. And, and, and you know, if you if you're living a life without a vision, without a direction. Uh, you'll end up just being all over the place. And uh, I think this is this is a very helpful ministry you have to try and guide people uh, in the right path. And uh, do, do you offer personal coaching as well through the website? Or? Yes, I do. There's a number of ways the resources can be used. And I always offer personal online coaching, or I should say electronic coaching by email. I also uh, use the material. It's ideal for use in small groups, either in-person small groups where I run a few of them, or even electronic. At the moment, I've got a group where we interact electronically and we're scattered from the Gold Coast up to Maryborough. And a new one has started where one of the participants in Singapore. So very hard to do that in person, but electronically, it can work. And suddenly, you can reach people who are interested in a, interacting on a certain subject wherever they may be located in the world. And I'm quite excited by the potential for that. 
Well, it's certainly making an impact uh, on those that you've already connected with. Let's hope many more people will connect with it now. Uh, if people want to find out the website, it's whyamihere.net.au and uh, people can find all the information there. We've been catching up with the author and founder of this website, Ray Greats. Uh, I reckon you're a history maker. Ray, thanks for your time. Appreciate it, Matt. Thank you. God bless you. Thanks for joining us on History Makers. If you'd like to listen to this interview again, just go to historymakers.tv. There you'll find links to Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. You can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. History Makers is proudly sponsored by Bible League, who serve the local church and other partners around the world by providing Bibles, scripture materials and training to help people meet Jesus. They provide God's word to a lost and needy world. Bible League plants Bibles in prisons, among persecuted Christians and in poor nations, bringing the love and light of Christ into many people's lives around the world. Make history today by joining our friends at Bible League and planting a Bible that will help someone meet Jesus. Go to bl.org.au. Station sponsor.